Hello, this is Professor Akia, and I'm here to talk about my thoughts on the first four episodes of Hwajong, Splendid Politics. I see new faces and returning faces in the class here. I welcome everybody, and please take a seat. Introduction to the lecture. The historical Korean dramas are a rather divisive genre for Korean drama fans overseas compared to the home market where they have been doing rather well and are generally liked. Many foreign Korean drama fans simply get turned off by them. And I can get why. Watching a show about a historical event that you have no prior knowledge about and from a culture you are not a member of is rather difficult. Korean drama set in the modern times are less of a problem in this area since, even though there are significant cultural differences, there is a lot of overlap between cultural elements enough that foreigners can get by. Thank God for globalization. What would we do without it? Well, in the case of Korea, we will be basically North Korea. In addition to the lack of prior knowledge regarding the historical events that inspired the show, historical Korean dramas do not put enough effort into helping the viewers along with proper world building. I mean, even native, well, somewhat native Koreans like myself sometimes have a difficulty getting a sense of what the hell is going on. The recent Korean drama tendency towards overly elaborate and convoluted do not help with the matters either. This issue lies with a more complex problem that I will not go in depth with other than saying that it is a result of the writers trying to branch beyond the previously constructed story narratives within the culture, but they try and they fail. Not being totally focused on the shenanigans of a cute couple also does not help. When a historical drama tries to go in that direction, you will get The Princess Man from 2011, and I'll talk about that later. It is not a terrible show, but it has serious problems. All of this tends to push foreign viewers away. So you will be asking the question after my long introduction. How is Hwajong the splendid politics? From now on, I'll just refer to it as Hwajong. I would say that it is one of the more relatively decipherable historical Korean dramas out there. Thus, it is not scary to get into. You will not be totally lost. So, I'll answer this question first. What is Hwajong about? My answer would be that it is actually rather complicated, mostly because the show makes it unnecessarily so. The show does not clearly establish who the show's protagonist is from the start. I mean, whose story is this show about? I have a historical background article up in podcast, video, text form, and take a look. Akia.com But in a few words, it is set during the reign of Prince Kwangae, who is one of the only two Joseon kings to be dethroned by a coup. Considering you have this interesting historical figure to play with, I thought that the protagonist was Prince Kwangae. I went into this show rather blind and did not really explore the promotion beforehand. However, in fact, considering the pacing of the show, the show is Princess Jung Myung's story who lived through six Joseon King's reigns. Prince Kwangae is just a side story. This character in itself could be interesting as she lived through a lot. However, this brings in considerable long-term storytelling issues. Long-term storytelling issues. Even though I tend to group Korean historical dramas together, 
There are several types including what the industry calls the fusion ones. It is just a fancy term for historical fantasy. So what kind is Hwajong? It is a straight drama about real, well, mostly real historical events. It is also a 50 episode series. This means that the show will require more attention towards its overall narrative cohesiveness than a 16 episode show. Hwajong has issues in this area. In many historical or political narratives, it is true that females played either supporting or sidelined characters. It is just how things are because of their social status during their times. This makes telling a story about them rather more complicated. You can team them up with male characters either as another protagonist or even as an antagonist. The princess's men use this approach to get around the nature of the female protagonist's status and this created a lot of issues. As things heated up, the female protagonist became more inactive and the writer had to put the male lead in a plot magical armor to just keep that dumbass from self-destructing. Even this teaming up approach only really works when the time frame of the story is rather focused around a self-enclosed event. In the case of the princess's man, it was the female protagonist's father's play for the throne. But what about Hwajong? The show Hwajong starts when Princess Jungmyung was 5 years old. This means kid actors and not only one kid actor playing the same role. In these episodes, you see about 3 or 4 sets of actors playing the same character for its first 2 episodes. Prince Kwang-e is definitely the protagonist. Princess Jungmyung is just a minor supporting character. Only in the third episode that I guessed correctly that the show could not be Prince Kwang-e's show, there was already a 5 year jump skipping a lot of interesting stuff and this show is set for a 50 episode run. He would be dethroned even before half of the show had aired. The actress Lee Young-hee who is a 27 year old actress had been cast as the adult Princess Jung-myung. However, Prince Kwang-e was dethroned when the princess was 20 years old. Even if you play the actress as younger than she is, there are massive issues with the timeline. This means more kid actors. So if I were to piece together all this information, is this show just going to go through the major events of Princess Jungmyung's lifetime and telling separate, self-enclosed stories with her as a supporting character? I mean, something like more of an anthology format? At this point of show, I have no idea. I have been negative on the whole opening flash forward sunset boulevard type narrative framing device that Korean dramas tend to overuse. However, Hwajong really needs a storytelling framing device like that. In the long term, I'm not sure that the show will be able to handle this issue. Korean dramas have had a bad track record in this area. In any case, since I got the whole long term concerns out of the way, what about the immediate concerns? How are the first four episodes? Let's talk about the first four episodes. There is a definite advantage of having the protagonist of these episodes be Prince Kwang-e and not Princess Jung-myung. 
the show can open right into the action as the first two episodes cover a single event in an already fully matured political figure's career. It is Prince Kwang's ascension to the throne. This is rather a strong start that is actually quite streamlined and compiled that the audience does not need to know much information beforehand. It also helps that Prince Kwang-e is an interesting character and is played by a mature TV icon like Cha Seung-won. Can you believe he's 45 years old? I have been googling Prince Kwang-e and I stumbled on this interpretation of him as the Prince Hamlet to be or not to be of Joseon. While I cannot totally agree with that interpretation of the character, it is interesting and the show Hajong has a lot of that view in the character. Cha Seung-won does do much with it in the first two episodes. These episodes feels like a first chapter of a book that is designed to capture the audience with human emotion, pain, and suspense. In a lot of ways, it feels like a first movie in a movie trilogy about Prince Kwang-e. Princess Jungmyung, age 5, is just a supporting character. Most of the first two episodes including some interesting cinematography are all good. One of the minor issues I had is that it had many supporting characters just pop in without properly introducing them. I expect they will be given more time in later episodes, but the show needed to put a little more effort into it. The show does not even bother with giving us their names and government titles as subtitles. Oddly enough, this is continued until the fourth Episode number 4, when they suddenly start doing it. Why? Did they get complaints? Another issue I had is that I did not totally buy the character interpretation of Prince Kwang-e. While he was a complex character, there seems to be too little too much Hamlet in him for my taste, and for Cha Seung-won's acting style that is more dynamic than the role. He does his best, but Emo Mopi is not 100% his bag. So a week passes after the first two episodes, and it was somewhat of a letdown. Prince Kwang-e becomes a king at the end of the second episode, and there is a 5 year jump in between it and the third episode. The show jumps over a lot of interesting historical events, and now we have Princess Jungmyung, now age 10, with a new kid actress playing her. The actress change is not the issue with this episode. She is actually decent for the role. The problem is that her character and the two boy actors the show is setting up as the future love interest 10 years later gets more screen time. We have them running around a lot and getting into shenanigans in the episode that just wants me to push the fast forward, fast forward button. I really dislike kid actors only storylines in Korean dramas. They mostly do not work. More screen time for the kids do not mean that they had become the protagonist of the episode yet. It is still Prince Kwang-e's story, but you can feel the shift happening. And the character of the prince has gotten more broody and static, which is not a good place for Cha Seung-won. You can almost see the character becoming less of an interesting role for him. However, things do pick up in the fourth episode as things ramp up with the political events starting to escalate. I am losing interest in Prince Kwang-e as a character, but Cha Seung-won does do his best to keep the character afloat. Let's talk minor issues. 
There are some fictional elements to the first four episodes that I do not care for. First, there are actually a lot of superstition related issues driving the series of events that are rather overblown. Second, the episodes focus a lot on money in the form of coinage or silver bars. Not only does this stick out like a sore thumb within the narrative, coinage was only really in wide use about a century from this time period. Joseon did not have a wide scale use of coinage until the early 17th century. I mean, they were that primitive. Third, there are some weird insertions of recent real life Korean political tidbits that are very heavy handed. Conclusion. The first four episodes are better than they deserve to be. It is not difficult to follow the narrative and there are some strong character work done in these episodes of Hwajong. At the same time, I am not confident that the show will be able to maintain this quality because of structural issues regarding the basic concept of the show and the execution of the long-term narrative. However, the show may pull it off. Fingers crossed, I do not regret watching the first four episodes of the Korean drama, historical drama, Hwajong. Well, maybe I can go without episode 3, though. In any case, I give this show an initial grade of A-. Give it a chance. So thank you for listening to me. Share this review via social media. Please subscribe, visit my blog, and I'll see you later. Goodbye.